0: This is. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Freddin' like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out, episode 483. Check us out: markingout.com, prowrestlingtees.com, slash marking out facebook.com/slash-marking-out, youtube.com/slash-marking-out 11, as well as on Instagram, same address. iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, Google Play. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. I am joined here by Dave. Twitter, DaveTheRave.com. DaveTheRave underscore M-O. But he doesn't tweet, so you don't have to follow that. Hey, Dave, how you
1: doing? Doing good. Holding up very well. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing awesome as always.
1: Sweetness. What you do this week.
0: Not much, just uh, more cooking, I guess, probably, and a, a boatload of Netflix and Amazon Prime and and Disney Plus again.
1: Awesome! There's well, only very <laughs> awesome.
0: Really, the only thing you can do is cook.
1: Yeah, kind of limited. Kind of limited.
0: Yeah, and I know you got back to work. How's that?
1: It's a little bit uh, nerve wracking, but are people actually you know, like
0: coming in? How's that work? What are you gonna do?
1: We're on a reduced schedule, but a lot of patients would rather stay home than come in right now. But, like, are you getting constant people in there? No. I'm seeing probably two to four patients, five patients, the most that I've seen this week uh, in a day. A lot of people want to stay home um, and, you know, just keep them busy. I have to go next week to get my
0: IV, and I tried on a mask today. Mhm. It covers my mouth, it covers my nose, and it covers my eyes.
2: <laughs>
1: I feel like that's supposed to lead into a song.
0: It doesn't. It doesn't work properly. Mhm. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> like, I, if I pull it down, then my nose is exposed, and if I if I leave it up, then my, it goes up in my eyes. Hmm. So I don't know. But... Sounds like
1: you got some some <laughs> I'm gonna issues to, going on. We'd have to
0: dig up a bandana or something. I don't know. Wear a t-shirt. Yeah.
1: Yeah, every, I mean every every day going with the face mask and stuff. It's the new norm for right now.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think it might be because my beard or something that's like it's pushing it up or something. I don't know. That's very possible. <laughs> that's very very possible. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But uh yeah, there's not really much to say about our weeks, but there is a lot to say about some pro wrestling oh yeah bro AEW was live again from Daly's place in jacksonville florida not to be confused where uh, with the place that the tampa bay buccaneers play (laughs) Uh, but jr and excalibur were back on commentary with tony Schiavone. chris jericho is obviously incredibly missed Um, and then they had more staff and uh, wrestlers ringside which jim ross was putting over like all their covid procedures and then like the the quick tests and everything they did and Mm -hmm. how the mayor supplied them with all the tests and stuff. I don't know, but uh, I, I I feel like if WWE had that, then they'd be crucified beyond
1: crucifixion. Oh Oh, yeah,
0: that's for sure. (laughs) But the first match of the evening saw Cody defeat Joey Janela, which uh, it's really cool to see Joey Janela wrestling Cody on national TV. Nonetheless, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think Joey Janela was gonna win this because Cody has like the best record in AEW right now. I think it's like nine and zero because of this match.
1: Oh, I thought it was because of his ownership in AEW.
0: Well, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that, but it, it still makes no sense because he can't. Like, why would you be in the rankings if uh, your matches literally don't matter? I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I totally get it.
0: But, and then there's things like about this match I didn't like where obviously, again, it comes down to the referees. The referees started counting when they were outside. She stops at three and that doesn't do anything. She stopped <sighs> counting. And I'm sure everybody on Twitter defended it. I don't know. But uh, I like Joe Janela. I brought this up a few weeks ago. It's like, how many times can you do that Muda spot, the clothesline? Yeah. Yeah. He went and tried this. i not necessarily going to hit a clothesline. I don't know what it was, but Cody ends up reversing that with a, a disaster kick mm-hmm. and, and then later on hits a moonsault off the stage onto Janela, but I liked that. And when I see Joey Janela go to attempt a great mood, to spot, it makes me nervous due to the fact that we were there when he tried that and, and had yeah. to go to the hospital.
1: Yeah, it doesn't that didn't end well.
0: well. I mean, I would say it. Ultimately ended well because he was at the bar that night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's true. Uh, Cody, Cody ended up hitting that um, the a reverse superplex off the the top rope, and I legit thought he was going to hit crossroads from the top rope. I like marked out and everything, but mm-hmm. then he follows it up with a, a, a it was a really nice uh, reverse superplex or a reverse suplex. I don't know what you would call it. I guess oh. superplex fits because it's the top rope. Yeah, superplex.
1: And I,
0: I popped that uh, Joey Janela reversed the first
1: cross, crossroads. Yeah, it's, I mean, so Janela reversing a finisher or kicking out of a finisher makes sense. But like he, he has the talent, not too much. He reversed the, the first crossroads, and then I assume it was going to
0: be a second disaster kick. It got turned into a German suplex. But
1: mm-hmm. overall, I thought this was a really good opening match. Yeah, I I agree. It was a nice little uh, way to kick off AEW. Next up, you had Nyla Rose. Pick up the victory over Kenzie Page. Yeah. Um, um, before the match, though, they she was being interviewed
0: by Tony. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea when the last time we saw Nyla Rose was. But she basically said she's the most dominant force that uh, a- a- AEW will ever see.
1: No um, disputing that
0: by her track record right now. Something that was interesting is Kenzie Page uh, making her AEW debut at the age of 18. I guess probably the youngest AEW uh, wrestler. But they said that she started training when
1: she was 14.
0: Wow. so That's interesting. And she's also trained by Dr. Tom and Kane, who uh, both got mentions on the show.
1: Well, I guess we know who uh, Izzy has to reach out to. (laughs) But honestly, I think this should have been
0: a quick one, two, three match.
1: Um, yeah.
0: AEW has not been good with that sort of thing. No. Like, why would somebody having their first match going up against somebody you bill as a beast not get knocked out in
1: seconds? It's very confusing who they're trying to build. It's like, are they trying to set it up so Kenzie and these other people that they've had in these roles get a contract and get used multiple times? I don't know. It just doesn't look well.
0: I I do assume that we're not going to. Uh, that's not going to be the last that we see of her because if they're going to be down there live, I assume maybe they'll have her. I don't know if she's based out of Florida or anything, but
1: yeah. But it's, I mean, because
0: that's not Doctor. How Tom how much Kane's offense
1: right. has Leon Ruff had? Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, Up next was an MJF segment where he spoke about the young talent and how they claim to be the next big thing, but how he's the actual big thing. Um, and he mentioned how people say that he's great, but they're like, but people say I'm no flair I'm no rock I'm no Piper, which is again, interesting to have more, I guess,
1: WWE names there on AEW. I feel like it's the only way that they can get, uh, people to tweet. Like, I don't know. It gets people to talk because of course if you mention the rock everybody's going to start tagging the rock on well, twitter Well, i mean forget then. about
0: that the rock uh he's already
1: watches he's, it he already
0: has AEW on his twitter because dasha i don't know what her new last name is dasha fuentes is from NXT and and WWE and now AEW is going to be on the new season of Titan Games huh which i'm looking forward to because that show it's weird cuz i don't normally like watch shows like that it's a little bit of American Ninja Warrior and yeah. strength stuff, but uh should be interesting. Mm-hmm. And one of the women got a contract from
1: WWE out of that last year. When are you applying for it? Yeah, okay. I know you've been training in the backyard right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, with a lightsaber and all. Yeah. Star Trek Day. <laughs> Up next, next, Sean Spears was in a pre-taped segment where he spoke about Dustin versus uh, Lance Archer, and he blamed Cody for what happened to Dustin, which was so bizarre because I would have sworn we would have seen the last of Cody versus Sean Spears. But here they are mentioning it again. And even to top it off a little bit more weird, the next segment was live in the arena mjf and and sean spears live both of them together in a crowd with tony Schiavone. i don't understand why you'd have the the two pre-taped segments if you were just gonna like straight go right live into them
1: um i don't know but it was weird
0: tony announced that mjf will be facing jungle boy at double or nothing mjf is also gonna be in action next week So you guys can look forward to that. I'm sure he's going to do one of those things where he gets out of it due to an injury, quote-unquote.
1: Maybe. Well, next up you had Moxley. Pick up the victory over Kazarian. This was actually Kazarian's first match in, like, what? First
0: singles match since January 2019.
1: Yeah, singles match. Can you
0: tell me how it makes
1: sense to have somebody
0: go toe-to-toe with a tag team wrestler? A tag team wrestler go toe-to-toe with the, the actual champion. Who has mm-hmm. not had a, a singles match since January two thousand and nine and nineteen and get that that much offense in? I think at this rate, they just want to have matches period
1: yeah, this,
0: I, I wasn't uh, I was not a fan of this of this
1: match at all well, at least Kaz is an enhancement isn't an enhancement talent right and um but after uh, this, but after this, uh, Dark Order ran down and
0: attacked John Moxley. SCU ran out to try to make the save, but they also got beat down. Uh, John Moxley barely sold for the Dark Order stomping on him. Mm-hmm. But then Mister Brody Lee came out. Mister Brody Lee, damn it, and hit Christopher Daniels with like a very mean chair shot. Yeah. <laughs> And then he gets into out. the ring and hit John Moxley with the discus lariat. Um and he said that there's an answer to the bounty that John Moxley put on his own head. And he's the person I said from the start that should have been the second
1: champion. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes I wanted
0: sense. I wanted my, I wanted uh, Brody Lee to defeat Chris Jericho, but here they brought him in a few weeks later or whatever as a heel. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And had Moxley as champion, so it'll. I'm assuming maybe we'll have that.
1: Well, then you would have your heel and heel aspect again, right? I'm, well, I'm, right, which you don't like. So that's
0: what I'm saying. Like maybe that's why they. Well, I, I I didn't plan on Brody Lee coming into AEW as a heel. Ah, uh, right. So, gotcha. But uh, Moxley got up and said, "All all you had to do is ask," and then the Dark Order beat him down again. Mm-hmm. So. After this, we had a pre-taped segment with Brandy Rhodes cutting a promo on Jake Roberts and Lance Archer. And this went right into her being live with QT Marshall, who got defeated yeah, by Lance Archer.
2: And this It, it was weird.
0: Uh, even from the entrance, though, Like Lance um, knocked out Jason Cade, who was ringside randomly, mm-hmm. and then
1: knocked down marshall before the match and then why is jake the snake like even there and there's moments during the match where he's taken off his mask even at the end yeah, of the match i, I don't know because he took his mask down
0: yeah but like during the match though uh, i liked the spot when uh qt went to dive onto lance archer outside
1: mm-hmm. but he
0: got caught with the choke slam onto the ring apron
1: yeah that was a cool spot
0: but then there's stuff that i'm like why is this happening again where they like it happened last week with cody Britt baker using her shoe to hit to hit uh qt Mm -hmm. and then brandy took the shoe tossed it launched it um i kind of want to see i don't know where revival the revolt are going to end up i have to assume it's going to be aew Mm -hmm. I don't know if EC3 is coming along because those promos that he's been posting on Twitter, which have been, like, incredible. No, I haven't seen. It's like, he's, like, hyping up the revolt. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to see the revolt versus QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes for sure. But the actual takeaway from this match, like, it didn't, I don't think this put, like, Archer, I I mean, it, it spotlighted his moveset and everything, but the main focus here was afterwards. It wasn't on Archer. It was on Jake Roberts. It was on Brandy Rhodes.
1: Yeah. Britt it, Baker, it, they
0: took the shine off of him. Yeah. And, and even more so, it, Britt Baker hits Jake Roberts DDT on the outside. Mm-hmm. And then they get, she gets dragged into the ring. She's passed out. Jake puts his snake on Brandy and he mounts her and thrusts. Yeah. What? I, I think that was not the best idea. Congratulations to Jake the Snake Roberts for being able to get into that position. That's like DDP yoga like, selling point <laughs> right there. A hundred percent.
1: I mean, I, I think that it was poor taste. I mean, it... I, 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 but that's, like, the thing. Like,
0: I don't know. I go back and forth. Like, I'm sure we've seen something like this in WWE. Of course.
1: I mean, come on. Viscera used to... <laughs> well, used yeah, to Viscera now- was
0: a little different, though. That was, like, he was using his weight and, like... He was more of like a goofy Was he? What do you mean, was he? Was he using the weight? Well yeah. I mean he's got weight to him. Yeah, but even And he still, wasn't he just... wasn't air thrusting, he was actually like hitting them with his with his weight and his body. He was uh, the world's about... largest love machine, this
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think that it's it's but, yeah, this... yeah, but if this was... WWE did it, oh <laughs>
0: this was very bizarre but i do i honestly do think that's fantastic that jake roberts is able to get into that position
1: <laughs> i just wish that he stayed at home during quarantine uh, but, uh and
0: then it just like why didn't cody or any of the members of the elite run out for that like he just lets his wife get by jake roberts? yeah i don't know
1: i don't know but next up you had taz uh talking with darby allen
0: yeah, this uh, he tried to interview him about the the loss last week. He's like, "You pin yourself," <laughs> which I thought was funny. But he, Darby Allen, refused to answer. He walked off, and Taz just like, "I'm just trying to help." So I'm wondering if this is gonna turn into like a student teacher sort of situation.
1: I can't see that working.
0: I don't know, man. Everybody
1: would, I think,
0: people would say Darby Allen would have fit perfectly in with ECW uh i don't whether or not so. i see taz as a manager i don't know but i'm i think well, i'm I mean, all for that because Dar- to me darby allen right now it's like yes he's got a, a great move set and everything but and the character but what's his character you know he just like skateboards to the ring he paints half his face yeah it's it, i don't think there. that it's
1: a good match with taz now but Taz it, it was is like the badass was, though though he could be like Come on, get was,
0: down so- do this again
1: it was good when it was Samoa Joe, who was being mentored by Taz, because the suplexing. But Darby Allen doesn't fit the mesh all that well. Maybe, but maybe we get another
0: side of Darby Allen out of this. I guess we'll see. Main event saw Lay Sex Gods defeat Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega in a tag team street fight. Uh, before the match suge d hit chris jericho which is now uh confirmed that we're going to be seeing quote-unquote pineapple pete versus chris jericho next week um but of course and then in the the main event they mentioned the hardy boys which i that'll get a pass because matt hardy's in the match but Mm -hmm. they mentioned the dudley boys they mentioned and christian and by they i mean jim ross so yeah but it's all he knows that's fine right i don't know uh, Matt Hardy, though, started the match wearing long tights, which it, it must have been, like, 11 years since we've seen him wear tights. Yeah. Not yeah. since, like, 2009, maybe, when he had, like, the lock and key.
1: Been a while. Yeah.
0: And then I think before that, it would have been, like, his, like, early, early debut and jobber status mm-hmm. in WWE. But it, him and Jericho were basically wearing matching gear. <laughs> And then Sammy and Kenny Omega were
1: basically wearing matching gear? Yeah, I I, I didn't get it. I I wasn't a fan period. But I couldn't get into it. Into the match?
0: Yeah. Dude, I, this I was very entertained by this whole match. Matt Hardy gets thrown into the I mean, the, I mean I guess you could say the ice lo- the ice locker of reincarnation perhaps. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Or no, was that even, I don't know if that no, was he... before or after, but he ends up doing a gear change.
1: Yeah, he. I think he just went, he just bad brawled to the yeah, back. I think it
0: was, yeah, that was backstage. But at, later on, he gets thrown into the ice box and changes oh.
1: again. But
0: he he does change gear into like the, the classic Hardy Boy gear.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Matt Hardy puts Sammy through the table with a body splash off the ladder. Jake Hager pulls the referee out. To break the three count, um. And yeah, okay. So that was towards the beginning of the match. Then would have been the ice box, I think, because he changed into to Damascus. Yeah. And got into the golf cart. Golf cart, or it's not even a
1: golf cart. I don't know what you call it—a cart, just a normal cart. I don't know. But talking about carts. What about that that bump that Sammy Guevara took? Stupid. Well, I don't. I mean. I don't know. How do
0: you take something else like? I don't know. First he he clips Jericho, but then Matt, Matt tells Kenny to get in and they drove straight into into Sammy and Sammy like I I don't even know how to describe that spot. I thought I personally I thought it was great, but I also at the same time thought it was pretty stupid with like Yeah, stupid. Like, I don't know spot. how do you it's like it looked like he took it head on. Yeah. So I don't know how you're going to do something like that. I don't know. I mm. I don't know, but Kenny but, ends up hitting that the moonsault from like 15 feet up onto Jake and Chris Jericho as well as Matt Hardy, which I thought was also a crazy spot um, off of the the cherry picker. Mm-hmm. And then he went to hit Chris Jericho with the the one winged angel, but Santana and Ortiz attacked him and then they put Matt Hardy through two tables and then Jericho in the inner circle powerbomb Kenny onto the top of that cart and they picked him up and Jericho hit the Judas effect to win. Yeah, then I thought this was very like heavily inspired by DDT Pro.
2: Mhm. I What I about didn't that? Didn't mind
0: that
1: WrestleMania hardcore what? match. What do you mean with uh, the golf cart? Oh, with WrestleMania yeah. seventeen, <laughs> your your favorite
0: WrestleMania seventeen, I think, with a uh, Raven, Big Show, and King. Yeah, yep. No, I don't. I would see. Well, I mean, I guess you could say it was even somewhat like that. I don't but know. I, I thought, I thought, the the, I thought the match was great. I think that was the the best
1: part of the show. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro
0: which kicks off with the VIP lounge hosted by MVP featuring Nia Jax, Asuka and Shayna Baszler, the women of Monday Night Raw in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Asuka comes out. Shayna Baszler comes out. uh, Nia Jax sits in a chair. The other two are sitting on couches. I have no idea outside of the finish of this, why Jax would have been separated on a chair all by herself.
1: And I don't understand why Jax is so easily knocked out. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. building her... Like, last week, she was hyped up, and Baszler's hyped up. I Like, I'm just really... I'm lost.
0: They literally could have done this segment last week when they had that brawl. It ended with uh, Asuka and Shayna Baszler giving each other mutual looks, and they both, like, kick over or punched um, Nia Jax. The chair falls over, she falls out of the ring and just stays there. Which, I think this was a terrible segment
1: i agree yeah. i don't think it did anything for hyping up the match the only thing good was oscar
0: yeah well how does that make sense like it's a ladder match you get kicked out of a chair yep last week this would have made sense with the all the ladder incorporation
1: exactly i i don't think that they really needed to be on this week unless it was for a match but
0: yeah well uh up next we had a money in the bank last chance qualifier gauntlet match for that last spot that took Apollo or not took Apollo Cruz out. Apollo Cruz got taken out of the match due to a quote unquote injury. Uh, first match of the gauntlet we saw was Lashley defeating Titus O'Neil, which it's like you and I both mutually texted each other. I believe saying like,
1: if only. Yeah. If only Titus O'Neil got that win. I mean, we know like for a long time, he has, he has the in-ring, uh, car- the in ability. He has the mic skills. He is so underrated, and it's unfortunate.
0: But yeah, this but it, was, it was a
1: common trend, though, because I feel like me and you both said the same thing <laughs> for the next few people that came out.
0: Yeah, this it was rather quick. Uh, out next was Akira Tozawa, which, like, hello, come on.
1: Yeah. Not taking I mean, anything it, away
0: from Tozawa, but against Lashley, there was obviously they were pushing Lashley
1: into that section. Yeah, it was, it didn't last too long. But next up, it, I mean, Shelton Benjamin.
0: Yeah, which it definitely sucks that he beat Shelton because I think Shelton Benjamin is is one of, obviously, one of the best athletes in WWE history, but sorely missed in the Money in the Bank ladder matches.
1: Oh, man. He's always
0: like one of the bigger highlights of like, it was like Shelton Benjamin, John Morrison. Kofi. Kofi.
1: I mean that that's the thing like but and Benjamin was featured on the top 10 list that they were doing it would've made sense but,
0: but yeah uh i guess for some reason they just didn't and the, and he was good he like shined in that as as much as like as as little time as he had he was like he shined
1: i know but uh, after about that shining Yeah, Yeah, um, uh, Umberto Carrillo came out.
0: Yeah, and defeated Lashley via disqualification because Lashley did not listen to the referee. Now, that's, like, such a bogus (laughs) thing.
1: I I don't know. Like, it's like Lashley... I feel like
0: they weren't even given, like, time to, like... But I guess because he pushed... I think it was Sean. Mm-hmm. But... And Lashley ends up spearing him and beats him down after, the, after the, that portion of the match. And, and they showed, then... well, the, before that, they showed Lana backstage trying to console Lashley, and Lashley's just, like, not having any of it.
1: Yeah, but let's, I mean, the, something that really annoyed me was they sent out referees to, accept, to stop, uh, what's his face, Lashley. They didn't really even do anything, first off. And if you're going to send out referees to stop Bobby Lashley, went, when he was pretty much already done, I think that it's stupid that they weren't sent out for what ha- what's what been happening with Baszler. It's stupid that they weren't sent out last week during this Baszler-Oscar-Nia Jax brawl that took place even when they didn't have the match. They didn't send out any referees, but for this, they did. Yeah, I don't, That I don't get. But next up in the
0: gauntlet, we had Angel Garza versus Umberto Carrillo, which I think was super fun to watch.
1: Yeah, this was definitely I, a shining light of this gauntlet match. It was a lot of fun, especially I think, because you didn't you didn't know who was going to win this one.
0: No, and Umberto picked up that quick uh quick pin victory over his cousin Angel Garza.
1: Yeah, and then out came Austin Theory uh curio picking up a victory over theory it was one of those things where garza came out i'm like okay i guess this is where Garza's gonna go and then uh, and then that ended and i'm like oh cool okay so i guess maybe theory will pick up the victory
0: yeah he hit that huge superplex and then curio rolled him up he, he he uh held on to his legs yeah but it did not it didn't end there before Actually, we say where what happens next, i yeah. was I texted you, I was like, "Watch this ends with Brock Lesnar coming out and gets back in <laughs> finds yeah. his way into the damn money in the bank ladder match, probably goes on to wins it, wins it, yeah, <laughs> but uh yeah, Umberto Carrillo wins with that quick roll up, and out comes a j Styles a j Styles we have not seen since WrestleMania since the boneyard match,
1: the dead man himself.
0: Yeah, um, I I think maybe a little awkward when he returns wearing gear based off of a defunct stable now, unfortunately, because Gallows and Anderson are no longer there. That's true. So, like, what is the OC right now? Is it just AJ Styles and Finn Balor?
1: (laughs) could have just been left off you know
0: but uh AJ Styles versus Humberto was uh, another really good portion of this gauntlet match Mm -hmm. I think Carrillo has a bright future in WWE I know it's we've kind of like not seen him in recent weeks Mm -hmm. kind of been like pushed to the side but uh, him Angel Garza Austin Theory Andrade they all have incredibly bright futures
1: uh, hopefully, in WWE. Yeah, it's a, a ton of fun to watch their matches, and it, they're always entertaining.
0: Uh, after the match was over, AJ Styles attacked Umberto Carrillo. And Styles cuts a promo about being alive. He's like, Undertaker isn't here to steal my spotlight. Which I was like, yo, Undertaker's about to come out. <laughs> but... uh yeah, AJ Styles started threatening to throw people off of the the roof. Yeah, off of tiny I mean, towers. I'm starting to think that maybe they're going <laughs> to do a spot like that. I I mean, maybe this is I,
1: how they're going to write off Maverick. Yeah, <laughs> but like, it's, I don't it's gonna know, be like like, the Vince McMahon uh, limousine. We've seen people do spots
0: like, like WCW, I believe, did that with Big Show or the Giant, I should say, where Giant got pushed off of the edge of the building. hmm <laughs> So I'm not going to put it past WWE. I, like, if AJ Styles is saying, I will do whatever it takes to win the Money in the Bank ladder match, including tossing Rey Mysterio or somebody off of the top of the Titan Towers, I'm not going to put it past WWE of maybe doing a spot like that.
1: It's so difficult because they can do so much now that it's going to be like that cinematography aspect to it.
0: Yeah, and simultaneously. Um, yeah. I still, yeah, I still calling for Basler to take Rey Mysterio out or something, but
1: I think that would be hilarious and it would be
0: huge. Um, um, later on, Aleister Black responded um,
1: questioning how it felt to be buried alive. A question for you. Do you think that one of the females, maybe Baszler, maybe Nia Jax, will climb up to grab the male Money in the Bank? I mean, they never said that you can't grab the briefcase of the other gender. I don't, I mean, I don't know if WWE is there. It would be in- interesting.
2: I really we- just
0: don't think WWE is there, though. Mm-hmm. Like, Impact is obviously
1: there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was if this was a move towards that impact with Blanchard?
0: That yeah, would—I be... mean,
1: it would have to. Uh,
0: it would, in my eyes, it, the only person I could see winning is, is Baszler. Becky? No, Basler. Becky's the champion. What do you?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, winning a male title.
0: Oh no, the only person I would see so far. Well, I mean, maybe Rousey, but in this match, Shayna Baszler.
1: Yeah. That would be interesting seeing Baszler compete against the men. I mean, I I think that would be fine. I think that would be uh, entertaining
0: matches. Obviously, people are going to dislike that and hate on it, as they do with all
1: things. But Of course. Uh, I'd be the, completely I'm, fine with that. But
0: then they'd be like, oh, what's stopping a
1: man from grabbing the women's briefcase?" That, I mean, nothing at all. Which
0: we've already seen, but James Ellsworth did not win the briefcase. But That's true. Um, but Alistair Black was just like, AJ Styles is going to wish that he was buried deeper than six feet. And then later on, furthermore in the night, Rey Mysterio cut a promo on the Money in the Bank ladder match, which I popped, uh, cause he was wearing a shirt of him from like, uh, I mean, he was on it. It was probably a newer shirt, but mm-hmm. it was like probably from 1995, the image of him. Yeah. So I don't know if Rey Mysterio is gonna come out victorious on that in that match or if he'll maybe get thrown off the roof or like I said, <laughs> Shayna Baszler chokes him out or something, doesn't even make the make it past the elevators. I've no idea.
1: I I don't know. I have no clue what to expect. I mean, do you think it's possible we do see our truth in this? That's what I was,
0: when, when, as soon as uh, AJ Styles won, I was like, but, but what about R-Truth? I I think it would be incredibly hilarious to see R-Truth because it's one of those aspects where there's so much stuff going on where he could be like, oh, whoops, my bad. I thought this was a 24-7
1: match. I thought you were Gronk or something like that. Yeah. I mean, what happens if, like, he's just hanging out in the elevator or something or sitting in the press room waiting for. I uh, thinking that he's waiting for Gronk.
0: Yeah, I think that would be very interesting. I think um Oh I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, I want Otis to wear what he was wearing on Valentine's Day. I don't really see that happening, but I think it'd be funny if it was like the, the cutoff blazer.
1: That would yeah. That would be cool.
0: After but... that after all that segment though, Seth Rollins was interviewed in the ring. And Charlie Caruso asked him about Buddy Murphy versus Drew McIntyre. And he's like, whatever is meant to be, it'll be. And then it was basically just like a repeat of what Seth Rollins has been saying about the Universal Championship. And how it's not Drew McIntyre's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which she later interviewed Buddy Murphy about it. And... Uh, She questioned why he's been loyal to Seth Rollins. And he's like, we needed each other. When Rollins took me under his wing, I needed him. He needed me. And he hopes to maybe one day be on the same level or maybe beyond that level of Seth Rollins. Which had me marking out, obviously. Of course. (laughs) Like, yeah, hell yeah. I'd want Buddy Murphy to be like up there, universal champion one day. That'd be cool. I think he's got yeah, like I said with uh Umberto and Andrade and, and Theory and Angel Garza, he's another one that is like sky's the limit. If they if they use him correctly and, and do everything, I think there's no reason why he can't.
1: I think it's very possible. Up
0: next backstage, MVP was hyping up Vink and uh Shane Thorne, Brandon Vink and Shane Thorne. So it seems like they're sticking with MVP being like some sort of manager for the team, even though he doesn't come out to the ring with them.
1: Yeah, he's like the, the voice for them. But it seems like MVP's the voice for everyone in like the past few weeks.
0: But more so. I mean more importantly, I think just because like we saw them kind of well, not debut, but in that random cutoff segment. Yeah. With MVP. But this led into Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne actually picking up a victory. Over the Two Fly crew, which I believe is their name. I thought it was Two Fly Dudes or something. But Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. I was hoping that Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne would win this match. I want, like, surprises. I don't want to go into every single wrestling match and be like, oh, well, obviously this person's going to win. And
1: this definitely did that.
0: Yeah, and I liked that, first of all, when Brendan Vink reversed the the dropkick and the the flatliner combo the, yeah. the the finisher that two fly crew has been doing mm-hmm. well been doing they did it last week that's only one time i thought for sure that was going to be like oh they they reversed he reversed it somehow they'll get a comeback and and they'll win mm-hmm. but brendan vink that huge boot to cedric alexander to actually pick up the victory i'm like hell yeah that like that's is
1: this is great I ratings was totally are down. Surprised. I don't
0: care about ratings. I just care about new talent and
1: and being entertained. I for one am entertained. I was totally surprised by it. I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be a just quick match or definitely the the loss on there. But I was I was surprisingly happy with it. Maybe MVP is
0: going to be working wonders. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll be in the tag title picture soon enough into this this uh, tag team gimmick. But the match. After this, which is why I said tag team gimmick, is because they followed it up with another tag match, Viking Raiders, defeat the Street Profits, in which I thought for sure was going to be for the titles. I don't know if I said that last week that they had a title match on Monday Night Raw or not. I I thought that it was going to be. And a lot of people I saw in our timeline, wait, are Viking Raiders tag team champions? I was very confused because I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea why any of us, like all of Twitter or the ones that we follow at least, thought it was a tag title match. Um, Yeah. But outside of a few spots, I got bored with this match. Like it was fine at first. I liked Dawkins hitting that pounce on Ivar. Mm-hmm. I liked um, that reverse. I'm going to
1: tell I, I never know who Ivar, Ivar is. Ivar is Roe. Yeah, I'm never gonna remember no, that. Ivar, Jesus, Ivar is Hanson. Eric is Rowe. And then who's on AEW? Archer. Yeah, Vance. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but they they had the the spot that uh, Dawkins and and Montez Ford did the reverse backdrop and moonsault combo, which I thought was cool. But after about twenty minutes of this, I mean this this match itself, I think lasted like twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, it was a long match,
0: and I would say I hope to never see them wrestle again. But I assume they're going to have this on the pay per view eventually, or something for the titles. Mm-hmm. Especially now that the Viking Raiders won. But this, I just maybe there was just something missing from it for me. But and it's weird because I saw people like, "Oh my God, this was the greatest match!" Blah blah blah,
1: and I'm like, I thought I was bored. I don't know. I, I, I definitely was... I like both teams. I so I'm I'm on the opposite side. I thought it was a great tag team match. I was very entertained. Um, yeah, I, I, I think know. that it I went just... on a little bit long, but I, I was very entertained by it. I love the Viking Raiders. I think Street Profits are very entertaining. And at the end of the day, I really didn't know who was going to come out as the winner, especially because I thought the titles were on the line.
0: Which Charlie Caruso then interviewed the Viking Raiders afterwards. They were like, we're the better team. And we we extinguished the smoke, which isn't true because you guys aren't the champions. That's the thing, or or are they? They're, I don't know. No, they're definitely not champions. They could be. Which, by it the should. way, great song by Carrie Underwood. I'm just gonna put that in there.
1: <laughs> nice, nice.
0: Which I still should have. I, I think that should have been the theme song to Evolution, the paper, yeah. not the the stable. Yeah, there I are know, like I'm... so many times where I like where I hear a song and I'm like, that should have been the WWE pay per view <laughs> or or something. Like uh, James Durbin. I forget what the song title is, but there's a uh, song. I know what you
1: talking about, yeah. There's
0: a song that would have made a perfect Monday Night Raw intro, but uh, obviously didn't happen. And he was a wrestling fan, too, or still is a wrestling fan.
1: It's a shame. It's a shame.
0: Up next, Charlotte Flair came out to speak about how busy she is working Monday Night Raw and NXT. Uh, and she brought up Io Shirai, but Liv Morgan came out. And I popped because here we go with that, the doll house, uh, the little doll, what is it called? The music box, the little wind-up thing? Yeah. Popped because I thought it was Mia Yim.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I love the, ent- uh, the intro to it. I love the theme song. Um, and I love this promo that she cut. Fantastic promo. Liv Morgan was great. Her and Charlotte Flair had good chemistry on the mic going back and forth, and Liv held her own.
0: Yeah, and Flair's ends it saying Liv and Eo are gonna be uh bound down to the Queen. And Liv's like, get a ref. Let's see what happens. hmm I would not mind to see I would not mind seeing Liv Morgan take the title off of Charlotte. I don't actually see that
1: happening, but Hey, sign me up.
0: Up next, though, we saw Flair defeat Liv Morgan. But it is nice to see it continue from SmackDown. I think it was July last year. It was like everything. It like caused Liv Morgan's break from television. That uh, up until that that whole uh, return vignettes mm-hmm. and unfortunately Bobby Lashley and Lana and Rusev. Yeah, but uh, I thought Liv Morgan
1: looked great in this match. I totally agree. I think that she really held her own. Great. Uh, I like the double knees to the face. Yeah, um, from the she,
0: from the top turnbuckle. Um, yeah, she
1: she did the code whoa. breaker.
0: Yeah, um, Flair was on the top turnbuckle. She was on the middle rope.
1: Yeah, I like that she went for the finisher, the um, oblivion. That's the and, one thing I did not like. She
0: finally comes up for comes up with a name for it, and she's not able to hit
1: it. The thing is, it's on Charlotte Flair. I understand that.
2: But we yeah. literally
1: just got a name for it last week.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it get re- it got reversed into the figure eight. That was the uh, the end of that match. I- I'm I'm glad it wasn't a quick match.
2: The I only, the
0: only thing the only thing I wish was different here was uh, maybe having Io come out afterwards. To yeah,
1: I was actually I was surprised there that she didn't. Yeah. yeah.
0: Main uh, event of Monday Night Raw saw Three McIntyre defeat. Betty, Betty Maffey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is his, that is his name. That was funny. They go, buddy, I don't even know. Is it Murphy? <laughs> was that Drew that said that or my picture yeah. of things? Okay. Yeah, no, that that was Mur- but, uh, McIntyre. But this was another good match. I thought we were going to see Murphy win with like Seth Rollins helping him out or get one over on McIntyre. Because he was out, not ringside at first, but he was out there watching the match. Mm-hmm. So I thought we were going to see Murphy defeat McIntyre here, which, like, fuels the fire. Yeah. But that didn't happen. And I liked when uh, Murphy was taunting Drew McIntyre doing the 3-2-1 countdown.
1: Yeah. And he ran at Drew
0: McIntyre only only to get hit with the claymore.
1: Yeah. That was a good part. It was an entertaining match. It was a lot of fun. And then you had the Rollins aspect where he was there.
0: Yeah. And after that match, he, like, inched towards the ring. And uh, McIntyre like, come on, get in the ring, get in the ring. And McIntyre begged. They begged, begged, sound begged. like Brett. Brett? Yeah. Get the ring, get the gob ring. No, that's that's <laughs> no. McIntyre. <laughs> I I really want to thank everybody here in Rawway, New Jersey. That's Brett the Hitman Art. Brett the Litman art. I play beer pong now. <laughs> Probably sounds nothing like him, I don't know. How's your Owen? It's high. (laughs) That hurts my throat. It really does. (laughs) I'm Owen Hart. I'm (laughs) Owen Hart.
1: Is that
0: that even remotely close? I don't
1: know. No, no, no. What do you mean
0: no? It's got to be a little close.
1: Okay, yeah, we'll go a little. What am I,
0: a roadside or a nugget?
1: (laughs) Somewhere. Uh, Move it it on. Use the
0: hashtag. Hashtag Owen Hart Memorial Month this whole month. His birthday yeah. was this week. Would have been fifty-five years
1: old. Wow. Yeah. It's it's weird. I still I said it a few weeks ago. It's weird watching those matches back then and seeing him do the backflip from the top rope uh, and all it was just his the moves that he would do. And nobody then really, was doing them. Yeah, but then but the weird thing is people were doing them. Just it was in Japan. Oh well, yeah. You know, and that's the weird, That's so weird to me to realize that people were, like, that blew my mind what he was doing. This is but,
0: a, a very weird segue, uh, not even yeah. a segue, a weird tangent, I should say. But have you ever seen him wrestle live?
1: Have I ever? Yeah. Yeah, I think we've seen him. We've seen him before on Monday Night Raw. What do you mean, we? I The very first event was the uh, one of his last
0: seven matches. Really? Yeah, it was 1999, April 24th.
1: Yeah, no. I've I I'm almost positive I've seen him live before. You more yeah. likely
0: cuz you went, I mean, SummerSlam 98 you went to, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so. But that was unless he um he came out at some point. Because he was in the Dungeon Mask uh match. Oh, right. So he wasn't even at ringside for it. But I feel like I've seen him on Raw before.
0: Yeah, the very first event that I went to was was that live event, so I I had no, the only match that I would have ever seen Owen Hart live in was um, New Age Outlaws defeating Jeff Jarrett, Owen Hart, and uh, Edge and Gangrel in a triple
1: threat tag. That's off the top of your head?
0: No, I tweeted it (laughs) earlier in the week. (laughs) I was like... You, you you remember that no i tweeted it earlier in the week i wish there was like footage of old live events and house shows that like i have almost no memory of of events unless i have pictures and video of it so
1: geez do you know brett hart versus owen hart they actually had a 60 minute uh marathon match at nasa coliseum in 94 no that's that's interesting just saw it now
0: yeah, so yeah. just yeah, use hashtag Owen Hart Memorial Month and celebrate Owen Hart. Um, but going back to Monday Night Raw, uh, Drew McIntyre begged Seth Rollins to get in the ring. Rollins w- looked like he was going to and then walked off. McIntyre stupidly turns his stupid attention towards the, the cameras, taunts the cameras, and when he turns around, Seth Rollins rocked him with the super kick, and then uh, he went for a curb stomp, but McIntyre stopped him, very much like how Tamina did it last week on SmackDown mm-hmm. with Bailey. Uh but he hit the um, Glasgow, what is it, the Glasgow kiss?
1: Yes, I think bike. so.
0: And then he went for a Claymore, but Seth Rollins ducked out. And that was the yeah. end of Monday Night Raw.
1: That was all she wrote.
0: Um, but like you had said earlier, that they were airing top money in the bank moments during Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. The top moment was Seth Rollins cashing in during Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 31. Which, by the way, they cut Roman Reigns out of completely.
1: Yeah, that's what everybody's saying. Is that not that's crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I
0: think, in my opinion, I have to argue that Edge cashing in at the New Year's Revolution pay per view after John Cena won the Elimination Chamber match mm-hmm. was much bigger. It was not only—I mean, I mean—you could take into account that it was the first Money in the
1: Bank cash in, yeah. But outside of that, it launched Edge. I totally I. I could see that as well with it launching Edge. I, I I don't know. I feel like I have to look back on all of them to actually see which one I think is probably the best. I just off the top of my head, I don't remember. I I mean, where I'm rewatching and stuff, that was the most epic that I remember, or the most. I don't know. Rollins was huge. Rollins, that, I think, it, was huge though because it happened
0: at WrestleMania. WrestleMania, and he's the only person that. It happened at WrestleMania.
1: For that's true. I, I mean, another big one like they showed was Orton on Daniel Bryan. That was huge, especially because Daniel Bryan just won. Yeah, and, he and turned, everybody,
0: yeah, yeah, that
1: was, yeah. That was that was when everybody was. That was really the start of the Yes Movement movement. You know, that was like the what got everybody, If you weren't on the Yes, yes Movement yet that solidified that you were on board with Daniel Bryan, because now how can you not cheer for this guy?
0: Yeah. Um, and obviously, Dolph Ziggler, I think, should have been way higher up on... I Actually, I don't remember where he was on the list, but his cash-in the night after WrestleMania 29 at uh, whatever the defunct arena was called mm-hmm. in the Meadowlands in Jersey, the IZOD Center... Um, I gave that. I think I gave that a shout-out the other week. It was like, you're not getting a, a live reaction like that.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: But they advertised for Monday Night Raw next week that Becky Lynch will be confronting the winner of the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, and then they advertised Edge and Randy Orton to be there. So that should be very interesting to see what happens, where it goes, if it continues... If they're even live, no. Next week, I believe they are doing. They have to be doing live, I believe.
1: Yeah, but I mean, did they say Edge and Orton were going to be there live? Oh, I don't. I I don't know. I just assumed that. I hope so.
0: And I think I the so. the Money in the Bank. They obviously outside of the the one Money in the Bank mm-hmm. saga that's taped already, but I think they're doing live. The other matches will be live.
1: Gotcha. Roger that. That was
0: Monday Night Raw, moving on to NXT, which kicks off with Johnny Gargano picking up the victory over Dominic Dijakovic. Nice job. Johnny, much like Candice, has a new theme song, has new gear.
1: Um yeah, they're they're little they're bad. They're mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take them serious. I forget you know? who I
0: said I, I, if his gear I remember saying if his oh if his gear was green it would have reminded me like Velocity mm-hmm. that's what that's what I tweeted but uh, Candace ended up coming out during the match to cheer Johnny on Um, I mean as far Not, as an I opening mean... contest goes I was I was a fan of this and it's like stuff like this makes me miss TakeOver because that would be like a, a really good TakeOver-esque match Mm-hmm. obviously i well i don't even know if, maybe for like a title or something because i don't see that just being a normal singles match yeah these it's days.
1: very thrown together but i'm happy dijakovic's facing someone instead of keith lee or a uh, priest
0: yeah and it's weird like dijakovic has like nine inches on gargano but to me it never felt like little versus big mm-hmm. which i think just shows off how good both of them are
2: yeah
1: i could so. definitely understand that and then Next uh up, candace yeah.
0: she ends up trying to uh distract the referee while Johnny unties the top turnbuckle pad. The referee catches him, but he eventually did rip it off when Dijakovic had him up for a powerbomb. And he reversed Dijakovic into it with a hurricane Rana into the the exposed turnbuckle. And he hit that slingshot DDT, which is now called one final beat
1: quick. What is Candice LeRae's new finisher called? Oh, uh, the sister maker, the The sister. sister,
0: the widow maker.
1: Yeah, that's the one. Is it Widow? Widow or, widow. or is sister? It, no, it can't
0: be widow. The widowmaker is what's her name's finisher. Uh,
1: the sister, something.
0: <laughs> I don't remember it. Sister Abigail. The stepsister. The ugly stepsister. Ugly stepsister. Something like that. Something Cinderella probably expired. Inspired. I mean, I don't remember. I don't but curb stomp. After that, we had Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner cut a promo about being the most or being part of the most dominant group in WWE. That being Imperium. And then they challenged Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher for the tag team championships. Which I mean, I guess we could just group it here and say later on. Matt Riddle mm-hmm. was interviewed about Imperium attacking them last week during Know Your Bro. Was that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And he's he's like the the title shot is up to Timothy Thatcher. And Thatcher's like, you can knock him out. And I'll tap him out. So, we're getting that match next week for the championships. Uh, After this, though, we had another match in the Interim Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. Akira Tozawa defeated Jack Gallagher. Is it weird to see Tozawa in perfect condition after losing to Lashley?
1: I... I think it's very. I, I don't understand. Tozawa has such amazing power. I mean, he even got beat up by Andrade and all of them. Yet he was able to compete the day or two after, uh, two days later in the tournament. You yeah. um, know, I think Tozawa is just superhuman. Um, it was a hot start, and overall, it was a good match. I just, uh, I don't know. I just don't like Tozawa showing no signs of him with Lashley. I'm. That's the thing that I don't like a lot about Tozawa. Um, I don't know if it's WWE or just the lack of sell of Tazawa. You know, I don't know how they're writing it. But the past few times where you've had somebody on, uh, on Raw and then NXT, there's no carryover. Yeah. So next up you had Chelsea Green. Pick up the victory over Zia Lee. Rob Stone came out to do the introductions, of course. Um, during the match, Aaliyah caused the distraction leading to Chelsea Green picking up the victory.
0: Yeah. Um, I kind of like multiple times cause Aaliyah, she grabbed Ili's foot, but she got kicked off the apron, but then she jumped up on the apron when, uh, or not, she wasn't on the apron at that point. Later on, she jumped up onto the apron when Zia went to go hit the cyclone kick. Then yeah, she got rocked with a kick
1: like right to the chest.
0: Yeah, and Chelsea Green ends up hitting the I'm Prettier to win.
1: Robert Stone helps Aaliyah up. But then the selling of Aaliyah was weird because she was acting scared of Zia Lee. Well, she she got kicked in the chest.
0: It, It was a weird sell. Weird sell. Do you think we found another member
1: of Robert Stone Enterprise? That's what they were saying. I mean... Who knows? I guess we'll find out next week on NXT. Uh, But, yeah.
0: Karrion Cross and Scarlett made
1: their official debut
0: on NXT television. Uh, Some people were saying
1: it sucked, but I thought it was a really cool entrance. So, okay. So, there's multiple takes that you can take on it. So, let's start from the entrance. The entrance was really cool with Scarlett stepping out there, and then you had, like, uh, maybe a crow, a shadow, flying in, and then you have carry Cross coming out. Hey. Then you have um, Scarlet Bar- uh, Scarlet start to lip sing the theme song. What do you? What's your take on lip singing? Well, obviously, I don't
0: like lip syncing, but apparently, that's her singing.
1: That's what she says. That is her singing. Do you I, think? That I don't it... know if I necessarily believe that, but. It looked way, I mean, I know you said it too, but it looked way too much like, it looked it like, looked a, like music a music video.
0: like a music video, yeah. But it, then it like, it turned into what looked like hell
1: with like the smoke and the orange red coloring. That's what I liked. So at first it seemed like there's a movie out there called Repo. Uh, repo, Repo, Repo. The genetic rock opera. And it reminded me a lot of that because it was more of a electric, kind of a hard hard electric vibe electric um, yeah i i don't know what how to describe it yeah with the more computerized music i don't know i don't know but i it, do think they, it's something the fans will be able to
0: sing along to like the the end is near
1: yeah especially hey they have the lyrics on the screen oh did they i didn't yeah, realize that yeah yeah they so when she's singing the lyrics that she's singing are actually on part of his Titantron. Is
0: there a little Mickey Mouse jumping up and down? And
1: <laughs> I think that we may have to. It's I don't a know wonderful if we can world of, of NXT. Created and sending it, submitted as an ending to Bacha Yeah, but yeah, no, I. So when she's singing, like the end is near, uh, the end is near, and stuff like that, all of the lyrics are right on that screen. Um, but oh, well, I mean, like, the end is near is just one thing, so. Oh no, they had the entire the entire thing. Um, yeah, I was a I was a fan of the end. I liked it when like when you said we're kind of turned into the depths of hell. That was a really cool part. I saw people saying like, oh, if
0: the only main takeaway from NXT is the fact that there was a great entrance, uh, it's really bad. Uh,
1: um, EO and Flair was actually a good match. So yeah, I don't know I mean, what they're talking So was Cole and Dream
0: as short as it was. Kachita, and Kushida and Atlas.
1: Yeah. They've had good matches. Yeah. So I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm going to assume that they're obviously just watching one brand mm-hmm. on Wednesdays. But Karrion Cross ends up going on to defeat
0: Leon Ruff in his debut match. He hits those two doomsday Saito suplexes. He hits the cross jacket makes Leon Ruff tap out. Um really though, this it gets a lot of slack, but this reminds me of of what I liked about WWE's version of ECW. Mm-hmm. And I think they would have fit in perfectly back then
1: into I, that scene. Yeah. I I could definitely see them fitting in with that. I see what you're saying. And this is a great example as to how a match like the like a squash match should go. Yeah. You up. know, there's no offense or anything. This is how it should be.
0: Up next for the NXT Women's Championship, we had Io
1: Shirai pick up the victory over Charlotte Flair via disqualification. I know, and it stinks because we did. We saw Flair use the kendo stick for a DQ in the past, right?
0: Definitely, yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like she's used it in the past. Um, Maybe against Io. I don't remember. No, I
0: would say something on, like, Becky
1: or something like that. Ma- I, I, or, yeah, or, I, I or know. Or Sasha. What? Maybe Asuka. Or Asuka could have been. Maybe Asuka, I feel like it happened, too. But Which during... makes sense because they mentioned about Io being tag team partners with Asuka yeah. in Japan. But I I was a fan of this match. I thought Io Shirai held her own. Um, I like If when... anything, I thought Flair was lacking in the match. Oh. What do you think? Well, I always think she's lacking in the match. but Except that one match that with said Rhea years. Ripley. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I liked uh, when Eo did that Matrix duck into a kip-up. I don't think we've ever seen... Like, I don't remember ever seeing something like that. Obviously, we've seen Trish Stratus do a, a Matrix thing. Mm-hmm. But then to go into the kip-up? Yeah. I, I don't recall, but... I liked them both missing moonsaults. Yeah, because they're both obviously famous for hitting moonsaults. Even though,
1: yeah, it wasn't
0: does not one, necessarily one, always
1: a moonsault. One wasn't over the other, but it all came down to, like you said, the kendo stick got involved for the DQ, and then she Flair continued. Started... Yeah, she was ready to. It looked like she was going to potentially lock in a figure four around the turnbuckle. She was beating up uh, Io Shirai's leg against that turnbuckle. It, she definitely. I, she put I mean, the. She locked her around the post. ring post in that four.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Rhea Ripley ran down, made the save. First time we've seen her since uh, she Mania. got deported to Australia, <laughs> according to the yes. news gimmicks. Yeah. Um, and then EO kept yelling at Rhea Ripley, and Rhea, Ru- Rhea Ripley's like, just like, shut up. I thought that was funny. And then Ripley was interviewed afterwards, and she's basically said how sick and tired she is of, of Charlotte. And EO came into the picture and started to shove her, and they got into a pull-apart argument. I Sign me up for a triple threat. I would rather – or I would think we would get EO
1: versus Ripley first yeah. to see who then goes on. This is this Flair? I, I, that's the thing. That is. This is one of the reasons Although, why I'm so happy that Flair is champion because look what we're getting now.
0: I think so, yeah, maybe I would rather see a triple threat though, but
1: no, I'm I'm good with I'm good with Rhea versus Io, but then maybe Flair interferes with the kendo stick or something, causing a, a DQ or interference where it turns into a triple threat. Yeah, at That'd least she's cool. not using her shoes. So yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Kish- yeah, go on. No, Kushida picked up the victory over Jake Atlas with his arm lock.
0: Yeah, right off the bat though, Kushida starting with a test of strength while he
1: had like a body scissors locked around.
0: G- yeah, Atlas.
1: he was using guard. Very it interesting. Was, don't think I've ever seen anybody do that before. It, like, how do you even start? Like, I would be like, "No, get off of me!" There's no. <laughs> how could you test the
0: strength? You're not. You don't have your legs. <laughs> I, well, your legs I mean, are wrapped just... around
1: me just like fall forward you know
0: <laughs> but uh but, this was a nice like high flying match and like you said Kushida locked that Sakuraba lock in uh while Jake Atlas went to go hit a springboard clothesline yeah and now Kushida and Akira Tozawa are both 2-0 and the most in that tournament
1: yeah yeah but next up, we had Finn Balor cutting a promo on pretty much dishing out a warning to whoever attacked him in the locker room a yeah. few weeks ago. He came out. He goes, "I'm afraid I've got some bad news." <laughs> that was
0: a terrible Irish accent. Yeah, I think I it know. was like Australian, New Zealand. I don't know. Yeah, I'm well, Balor I've put got bad news.
1: Balor put out that warning. Um, we still don't know who attacked him or anything like that. I but thought I for thought it was sure a good we promo. See somebody then. I, you know, I guess they're going to let it linger on, but I thought it was a good promo. Do you think it could have been Killian Dane? Do you think it, I mean, I mean.
0: It I looked looks at like the NXT Wal- roster. That's literally the only, like, obviously all signs would point to Walter, but yeah. we know Walter, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure we know Walter's not here.
1: Because they're otherwise
0: not, we would have seen Walter versus Balor already.
1: Yeah, but they're not going to pl- tell you that aspect. I feel like that's going to be part of, I, I just think
0: person. if we if we've seen Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner, maybe it would have been Wolf, but it I don't be. think so. I kind of feel like it's Killian Dain and it has nothing to do with
1: Walter. I'm. That's what you hope or that's what you think.
0: No, I mean I wouldn't. I have no hopes, but I wouldn't mind seeing that. I wouldn't mind seeing that either, but I'm seeing Walter. It just—I looked at uh, the roster. That's just who made sense to me. Yeah. Well, Walter doesn't after make this, sense because he's—I don't think he's here.
1: And um, well, after this, Cameron Grimes came out for a match, picking up victory over uh Dejanard, uh DeGeneau. Um, Cameron yeah. Grimes. I like the—he
0: oh. went for that cave-in like right away, but missed and got hit with that suplex.
1: Yeah, Dijano finally getting some offense in there. Well.
0: To have one suplex because this match was over in under a minute maybe even under 30 seconds with the cave yeah it was a it was a very quick one but Cameron Grimes cut a promo afterwards saying it's grime time and I was like what did he just say <laughs> I like legit I thought he said crime time I was like that makes no sense but what is he saying <laughs> yeah but then he I know but then he continued on saying that he would slap Van Balor if he was in front of him yeah he was saying he deserves more than what he has and and Balor snuck out there, and he's like, "If I if I was here, I would slap Balor If I was face to face with him," and Balor came out. Grimes backed down, which I kind of don't like. Grimes trying to walk away and
1: I know it, trying it kind to of calm goes Balor against... down.
0: It, it, like, yeah, one hundred percent goes against whatever you just
1: said. Yeah, it goes against his gimmick. Kind of like that. He I feel like his gimmick is more of a Crash Holly, like stand like a little guy, a little guy standing up for himself. And it, I know Finn Balor's not at all a big guy or anything, but I wanted to see Grimes kind of stand out for himself.
0: Well, I believe they have a match next week.
1: Man, it should, should be a great match. But um, next up. Yeah, yeah, next
0: up was the main event for the NXT Championship. Adam Cole. Baby. Uh, for some reason in my head when I said Adam Cole, I was like, oh my God, did I just say Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Adam Cole defeated velveteen dream to retain the title i think right off the bat i think i would be so pissed off if i had to be around somebody who had that body glitter all over them Mm -hmm. like i just hate glitter so much like it looks it really looks cool to see uh velveteen dream
1: like shimmering so i don't think all that glitter was tim
0: what do you mean
1: i think that the glitter because it was actually there throughout throughout the night. I think it all really? came from Chelsea. Yeah, I think it came from Chelsea Green's uh, wedding dress. Wait, really? no, that was. Yeah, that was this week that she yeah. wore the wedding dress, right? Yeah, I think it actually came from the <laughs> wedding dress because it was there the entire night. I literally only noticed it on on
0: Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I But I would have been furious. I hate glitter. I remember you used to get like birthday cards with glitter on it. And it's like, no, 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 no. I hate that, but luckily I'm on my couch watching and they got to be there, not me. Nah. But Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong ran out. Dexter Loomis with a really nice slide from outside, out under, the, under the ring takes them out. Um, yeah, also, that was a really cool part. Yeah, he accidentally took the referee out as well, but uh, Dream hit the Purple Rainmaker. Since the referee was knocked out, could not get the pin. And he chose to dive out onto Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. And when he get got back into the ring, he uh got hit with the, the last shot for Adam Cole to pick up the victory.
1: Which was disappointing because I really thought that he was gonna pick up the victory you or something. Thought
0: Velveteen Dream was about to become the NXT champion?
1: I don't know. I don't know. But I didn't expect it to happen with um with the assist of what's his face? Dexter Loomis. Yeah. So what is is this going to lead to Dream versus Loomis? I mean, it shouldn't, but I no, hope it does. I think it would probably
0: most likely lead to something like a three on three of sorts. I don't know who a third man would be. Hmm. Perhaps I don't know. I don't know if that wouldn't make sense. I was going to say carrying Cross.
1: But... I know. I, I was just thinking of that too. But yeah, I don't know. But, it was still uh, a fun match.
0: Yeah, I. It was. It sucked because it was a rather quick, maybe like seven minute match or so.
1: But it's fine, I guess. Yeah, the selling of Albertine Dream is still amazing.
0: Yeah. And uh, that was NXT. Moving on to SmackDown. The show opens with Otis and Mandy Rose backstage. Uh, he's checking on her from her injuries from last week. And she's like, just focus on your money in the bank match. I'm ready for my match. Uh, Which then cuts to Sonya Deville warming up backstage. Ziggler walks in to talk to her. And she's like, I'm ready. This is five years worth of beatings I'm going to give her. And uh, the opening contest saw Sonya Deville defeat Mandy Rose. Which uh, I thought was a really good match. Mandy Rose attacking Sonya Deville right off the bat. And uh, some weird things. I I don't know if we've ever seen Sonya Deville ripped uh, Mandy's lashes off during it.
1: We have seen that before. Have we? I want to Yeah, I feel like Alexa Bliss has done that to someone. Oh, Maybe we have. I I definitely feel like it happened in a match before, and we were like, that's so weird. But, yeah, I thought that it was a good match. And it's kind of cool because this is a throwback to the uh, NXT event that I went to in upstate New York.
0: They wrestled each other there?
1: Yeah, it was Mandy versus Sonya.
0: I do think it maybe should have been like a uh, double count out because Charles Robinson stopped counting at like seven.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Which is weird, but uh, Mandy eventually got back in the ring with Sonya. She went for her bicycle knee, but Sonya ducked it and rolled her up to get that big victory.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Next up, you had the Forgotten Sons. And Miz and Morrison pick up the victory over Lucha House Party alongside The New Day. Um, Forgotten Sons are still impressing.
0: Yeah, I really wish... uh, I don't know if there's footage anywhere. I I tweeted Dash Wilder seeing if he by any chance has footage of Revival versus um, Forgotten Sons or Revival. And Cassius Ono vs Forgotten Sons from two different NXT live events because I feel like that
1: match would be really cool. Yeah, that probably would. Um, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for Gunnar to get have his singles run. Yeah. Um
0: in regards to this though, I don't know when the last time we saw a Lucha House party wearing matching gear, so I appreciated that. Um Yeah, it's been a while. But this was a, a fun match. Like early on in the match when all eight of them were brawling in the ring at the same time. Mm-hmm. The faces came out on top. And then Kofi, Big E launched Kofi Kingston out onto the Forgotten Sons. And then Lince dove out onto, uh, I think it was Miz. So it was cool. And I liked uh, Kofi doing one spot. He did like a leapfrog over Big E to do a leg drop. I thought that was a, a good spot.
1: Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah.
0: And then uh, the... The reverse, I don't even know what to call it, the reverse fireman's carry rolling senton that John Morrison did, mm-hmm. like, right before, like, the end of the match. I was like, I thought that
1: was, yeah. Yeah. I thought that
0: was awesome. I, like, I've never seen anybody do a, a reverse one. Like, we've seen Sheamus do a normal front rolling one,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I don't think I've ever seen anybody do a reverse one, so I, I popped for that. There you go. Uh, King Corbin was interviewed after this about his tag team match, the main event. And he questioned why anybody would want to be Daniel Bryan or Drew Gulak's tag team partner. And then he spoke about the money in the bank and kind of like ran down Rey Mysterio, ran down Otis, uh, which really, I I said this, that I want to see Shayna Baszler choke Mm -hmm. Ray Mysterio out, but I'm yeah. changing it to wanting to see Shayna Baszler choke Baron Corbin out. I think that would what? add to his character even more. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't see that happening. Where he like accidentally gets in her way or something, and she gets pissed, so she locks him in the, in the
1: submission. I don't think that would be good for him.
0: Why not? He's like a. He's a heel that. Does cheap tactics all the time? Something like
1: rewind back to Roman
0: Reigns. They had the the dog food for how many months?
1: I I could see him do the uh, like get punched by her, but not get choked out by her, or whatever. It doesn't matter. But
0: <laughs> after yeah. this, we had Renee Young speaking to Jeff Hardy, who spoke about the fans, um, and and. Basically, like thanking them for, for, and hoping that they stick with him for one last run in WWE,
1: which uh, this was cut off by Sheamus. Well, it was weird because during the entire thing, they kept on cutting back to Sheamus in the back. Well, yeah, not necessarily cut off, but
0: like Sheamus was like, oh, screw this. I'm tired of this. And then Jeff Hardy's like, oh, Sheamus, I can feel you. Where are you? Come out here. But uh, Sheamus came out and and, um, basically called Jeff Hardy sad. And he's like, the fans are tired of you. They don't want to be behind you. And they end up brawling. And it ends with Jeff Hardy doing the Twist of Fate and the Swanton Bomb. I was kind of hoping to see the Twist of Fury again. I
1: I have a feeling we're not going to be seeing it, no? I
0: don't think we will be seeing the Twist of Fury.
1: I don't know. Which, which sucks.
0: I'm I, I, Like, I'm beginning to think maybe that wasn't a... <laughs> a real thing i don't know
1: i i i agree with you i think maybe i have it no was idea what happened there
0: well because but it well, like it wasn't it was a like a twist of fate setup but it goes into like a swinging neck breaker situation yeah so and then what happened know. to jeff hardy's other twist of fate that he used to do into the stunner
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: oh that, that was the one that i was thinking you were talking about no i when he returned like
0: this year he was doing, he just did like a Twist of Fury, Michael Cole called, called it. Michael yeah. Cole called it. And everyone's like, nah, that's a Twist of Fate, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, no, that's not a Twist of Fate. He did like the setup for the Twist of Fate, but it was a swinging neck breaker.
1: I don't know. But next up, you had Lacey Evans and Tamina. No, you the didn't. Victory.
0: You had the face-to-face segment with Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Oh,
1: I thought that the face-to-face you were talking about was the Sheamus and Jeff Hardy going face-to-face.
0: Braun, uh, Braun came didn't. out. You weren't
1: specific.
0: Yes, I was. Braun came out and uh, and spoke about Bray Wyatt, obviously. And Bray came out asking for an apology. Which Braun is absolutely not giving him. Bray's just like, "Come home, come home to us," and uh, and presented Braun with the the black sheep mask. And all the the funhouse puppets were like, "Come home, come home." Which I'm kind of shocked that Rambling Rabbit wasn't like, "No, Bray, no Braun, don't do it." <laughs> but I I guess I was kind of waiting for the fiend here, but. I in the same, like when I think about it, it wouldn't make sense for the fiend to be here because it's Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman.
1: Yeah. I think we're going to get more mind games on Sunday than anything else.
0: But I like, I don't, I wouldn't mind seeing the fiend show up during the match though. That's the thing they could,
1: you, you know, you're in an office building. No, wait, no, that's not, they're not doing that there. Right. No, uh, that would have been nice. I also think
0: does if The Fiend shows up, is that a DQ? I don't know how that works.
1: Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like
0: the way we – when we see Bray Wyatt and The Fiend on TV together, they're presented as if they're two different people to me.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't count Unless it as – Unless they a, have
0: like the teleportation.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't count it as DQ. But I, the only time that we're going to see The Fiend is if – It's after the match. I I don't think we're going to see The Fiend, though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But now we have the tag team match of Lacey Evans and Tamina defeating Boston Hug Connection, who uh, they weren't necessarily on the same page from the start. They kind of argued about
1: who should start the match off. Yeah, Bailey's like, I know, like, she was like, I know better or something like that. Yeah, um... And I liked
0: Corey Graves calling out the referee for not DQing them for being in the ring for over the five count. Yeah, that's like if we 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 get pissed when AEW does it. I'm certainly gonna call it out when WWE does it. Of course, God. It's all about being fair. Um, um, Bailey hit the Bailey to belly on Tamina, and then hit her diving elbow drop, and Tamina kicks out. But that was like a, a very extended two count to me. Um, I it, guess. It looked like the referee was like trying his damnedest not to count three there. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but Lacey hits Sasha Banks with the woman's right uh, after she saved Bailey. And Bailey ends up getting hit with a super kick and a Samoan drop for Tamina to pick up the victory
1: there. Once again, Banks getting the, uh, the, the backlash from helping Bailey.
0: Yeah. I was not expecting to see Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart during this, though. <laughs> they had the yeah. commercial that aired for FS1 for uh, WrestleMania three airing on Tuesday. That's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably try to watch it. A lot of people say like that's the best Mania of all time.
1: I, I I'm not a fan of that WrestleMania at all. I I'll be honest. I don't remember any of the older ones, but I started to rewatch some of them. And as you know, like a few weeks ago, I watched WrestleMania eight. And I thought that that was unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Well, Tuesday so. set your DVRs. Yeah. After that match, we saw a hacker promo showing Tamina, uh, Boston, Hug Connection, Dana Brooke, I think, and Carmella, as well as New Day, um, saying they're coming soon. I'm I'm pretty sure this was Mickey James's voice in the I, in the the file clip.
1: I couldn't really hear it, but it it
0: was weird. Obviously, the voices are distorted, but. And the one that they released online a few weeks ago was Xavier Woods, like, had to be Xavier Woods. So I don't know, like, what kind of group we're getting, or if it's just, like, hey, you're available for voice over. Can you do Mm. this for us? I don't know.
1: It is interesting. Like, I mean, I'm watching and analyzing stuff, like, looking at the numbers and the letters that they appear on the screen, but nothing nothing's visible
0: like realistically if we get a stable out of this hacker thing i like i don't obviously i don't want to see xavier woods like break off of new day but it was it had to have been his voice like it was definitely his voice the one person i don't want it to be is mustafa ali i think it's that's who like it seems like a no-brainer it is and that and that's why i don't want it to be him but then there's also like maybe it's also chad gable Maybe, I don't know if Chad Gable's smart in computers or if any of them are smart in computers. I don't know, but hmm. it should be interesting. But they the uh, main event saw Baron Corbin, King Corbin, my mistake, teaming up with Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro to defeat Daniel Bryan, Otis, and Drew Gulak, which uh, I don't know why they tried to like, play it up uh, as Otis being like a big surprise
1: mm-hmm yeah especially with the what happened in the beginning
0: they they spoke to him earlier in the night
1: <laughs> exactly
0: but i like this match i like daniel bryan taunting like otis i thought that was funny and i'm so glad that drew gulak is being used he's um, so good
1: yeah it's about time and, he and added, hopefully he hopefully how good
0: this match was
1: the only thing is like without daniel bryan is he still there Uh, yeah i don't know what's gonna happen
0: i hope so in a a month from now who knows i don't know but the um, i thought the the match was good i thought it was uh i I was thinking it was gonna go all the way to the end
1: of smackdown but no you had some time for a little brawl
0: yeah corbin went to hit gulak with the the scepter afterwards but daniel bryan made the save and then all six of them brawled um Ultimately ends up with Corbin trying to climb the ladder. Daniel Bryan stops him. He stops Daniel Bryan. Otis eventually tries to climb, and the the bottom rungs fell off. Which I, when Corbin pulled up that ladder, I was like, "Why does that bottom of the ladder look so weird?" Because it was what? missing. It was missing the the. I don't even know what what would you call it. The the structure pieces of the bottom of the 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 Why? ladder. Well, I guess it was goofed. It was gimmicked to have Otis when he climbed up to have it like fall through. Like, ha ha, fat people can't climb ladders. (laughs) So I'm assuming maybe we'll see some sort of reinforced like big show ladder Mm. at Money in the Bank on Sunday. Uh, Which would they have? Would that mean they have to like fly the ladder up or something? I don't even know how that or take a crane.
1: Uh... (laughs) I
0: don't know how that works. How do you get a ladder on a roof? You got to like one by one walk them up.
1: Or yeah, or, or else a just freight, just a freight
0: elevator go up to the top,
1: or or just put it together up there. Um, I mean, I'm sure that they're able to get stuff up there. They had it looks like they have furniture up there. Well, and I they mean, have a ring up there. Hello,
0: we've seen them already wrestle. Kind of, they they shot the stuff in in the early days for Monday Night Raw up there. Yeah, in a ring. Yeah, but overall, it ends with Baron Corbin climbing the ladder, getting the briefcase. I like the match more than the aftermath. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, I, I I was surprised that Baron Corbin was the last one standing, though. Well, now it just
0: means that he's not going to win the briefcase.
1: Yeah, it's it's a safe bet he won't win. But um, it would be cool if he did, too. I feel like Baron Corbin's always the person that like you don't expect he's going to win something, and then he wins it, but then nothing happens with it. You're like, "Oh, that's really cool that he won it because there's so much that could happen with him." And then nothing happens. Mm. Like the like Kurt Angle, money in the bank in the past, all the stuff. He, I I just want so much more for it. More maybe, more of the payoff.
0: Maybe one day. I mean, King of the Ring right now is a good title for him that like
1: Yeah, I know. I I shouldn't I I shouldn't say that there's never a payoff with it, but there's always he always wins these titles. Like name titles. Yeah. And it kind of guides him through everything. One name title. Well, I mean, he had the money in the bank, but. Yeah. And then the C. Uh, what is it? The. Oh, yeah. The COO or whatever. Yeah. Acting whatever. General
0: was... manager, perhaps. Yeah. But that was SmackDown moving on to Money in the Bank taking place, I have to assume, in Orlando, Florida at the WWE Performance Center and in Stamford, Connecticut at Titan Towers. As it was once known. I don't know if it's still called that. Uh, WWE, WWE headquarters. I don't think yeah. they've been calling it Titan Towers.
1: WWE global headquarters.
0: Um, but yeah, we'll just start fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. You're going to be seeing the champions the new day. Take on The Miz and John Morrison, the Forgotten Sons, as well as Lucha House Party. Um... Man, Lucha House Party looked really good on SmackDown tonight.
1: They picked up the victory over Mr. Morrison last week.
0: I, I, I don't. I can't see New Day losing the titles so quickly, though.
2: Well, if, was, if, if, it's, if
0: if New Day loses the titles, then Xavier Woods got to be the hacker.
1: Well, I mean, we do know <laughs> on Sunday we're supposed to see something from them. From the hacker, I believe so. Didn't we see a date up here somewhere? I don't know if we saw a date. I just saw. Thought it said is coming soon. Who? Where did we see someone put in a code?
0: Chris Jericho, Undertaker, and, and not Sting, Triple H.
1: No, no, a recent one. I, I I think there's there's someone's promo. I forgot, but for Money in the Bank. I don't know.
0: Um, I'm all just right, so, stick
1: with New Day. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with New Day retaining
0: for the universal championship we have braun Strowman versus bray wyatt i'm gonna say braun Strowman.
1: i'm gonna go with braun as well i think he's going to retain i think this is going to lead into the fiend as it usually does (laughs) wwe
0: smackdown women's championship on the line bailey defending the title against tamina going to say bailey
1: i don't know why they expect us to think that tamina is going to pick up a victory I mean, she looks. She's. They've been building her up to look strong, but I don't. I mean, she kicked out of Bailey's two moves tonight. So, Nah, I'm going Bailey as well. Um, let's go with the money in the bank ladder match for the world Brother, championship. These are gonna be the main events. Contract, huh? These are gonna be the main events. Definitely no. Well, I, figure, I figure the WWE championship. I mean, all right, fine. WWE <laughs> championship on the line. Drew McIntyre defending against Seth Rollins I'm going to go McIntyre. Yeah,
0: I think we're all the only thing that's going to take us different are going to be the two money in the banks maybe.
2: Maybe, well, yeah. I'm saying 3
0: McIntyre as well. All right. And then go both for it. the money in the bank ladder match for the women's championship contract and the 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 men's championships contracts happening at the same time.
1: We have Asuka, That's gonna be so cool.
0: We have Asuka versus Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans versus Carmella Kinda technically versus Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio versus Alistair Black <laughs> versus King Corbin versus Otis versus AJ Styles. Uh for the women's money in the bank contract, it's hard not to say Shayna Baszler, but she's like at one point like she could be like easily locked in a closet or something or like a, a conference room. <laughs>
1: Or somebody like chain her, to, chain her up to something like handcuffs.
0: Yeah, like it's very easy to take Shayna Baszler out of the equation when it's like the whole building. Yeah, but I am going to say Shayna Baszler. I think it would make sense. The winner is confronting, or Becky Lynch is confronting the winner on Monday.
2: Yeah, which is like
0: how like that. To me also is kind of weird because like Becky Lynch is champion here she's confronting the winner what if it's Dana Lacey Evans or, or Carmella they're Smackdown superstars
1: Yeah um, I'm I'm going to go with Baszler as well I'm going with Basler all the way Now what about the uh the men's match Um I'm going I'm going to go AJ Styles He's like the most like Likely, but
0: then he's on Monday Night Raw. But then again, you—I don't—I don't know if I see.
1: You know, I don't. You know what? I don't. Daniel Bryan's a good pick. King Corbin is a good pick. I'm changing Shayna Baszler to, unfortunately, Dana Brooke. Well, no, I was going to
0: say, unfortunately, Lacey Evans, but part of me really wants to see Dana Brooke, like, thrive.
1: All right, Nia Jax is a good pick, too. I mean, especially with what happened with her and Becky. Um, I'm going to say Lacey Evans. Okay, your favorite wrestler.
0: It's going to be so stupid when I'm wrong, but... And it's <laughs> going to what... be even more stupid when I'm
1: right. <laughs> yeah, and what uh, are you picking for the men?
0: Uh, I'm... This is a reach, but I'm going to say Rey Mysterio. Why? There has to be a reason why they've been saying, oh, this is the, the one thing he's never accomplished in his long wrestling career.
1: So this his way, 30 he can,
0: plus year wrestling career.
1: He loses. He gets all down on himself. Dominic comes in.
0: Dominic's not coming
1: out. He helps here. him out. Well, at the night after on Raw, Rey Mysterio is all upset. He says that he's going to retire. Dominic comes in and says, no, no. I want to have a match with you.
0: They did this already.
1: <laughs> exactly. I
0: going again. It, that's also very plausible. I could see that something like that <laughs> happening because <laughs> of the situation we're currently in. Yeah. But I'm sticking with Rey Mysterio. Who do you have? You have Shayna Baszler, and you picked AJ Styles.
1: Yeah, Baszler and Styles. So
0: that's our. That's our two differences: AJ Styles and Lacey Evans, and Rey Mysterio and Shayna Baszler.
1: That's how it goes. Yeah. But hey.
0: that's money in the bank.
1: Now, how about some shout outs?
0: This is Droopy Dog, and you're listening to Brandon's
2: Shout out.
0: Upload is getting the first shout out. It's a brand new show on Amazon Prime starring Robbie Amel. It was created by Greg Daniels, who co-created King of the Hill, he adapted The Office for the United States audience. Um, he created Parks and Recreation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He has a new show coming out on Netflix with uh, Steve Carell called Space Force, based on
1: the uh, quote-unquote Space Force. I saw... I... Saw that there was a trailer out for that, but I didn't get a chance to watch it.
0: Yeah, but basically the bare-bone explanation of the show Upload is that after you die, you're able to be uploaded into an afterlife where you'd live there as long as it's, I guess, paid for. Did, or or you could just be dead.
1: Are you sure you didn't pr- do this last week? Yeah. Some. Then somebody else just told me about this show, too. I'm pretty it looks sure really I... good
0: pretty sure i told you about this
1: i i know one of the girls at work told me about it too it it looks really funny
0: yeah it it i thought it was really good i finished its 10 episodes like 5 hours long i guess
1: mhm
2: uh
0: next up is a also a brand new show came out in april on netflix called never have i ever which was co uh yeah co-created by uh mindy kaling um basically it's a teenage dramedy but the reason why it's getting a shout-out is because John McEnroe is narrating it. And it's funny to hear John McEnroe talk about, like, teenage drama.
1: Uh, that is interesting.
2: Huh.
0: Yeah, I thought it was it was a decent show. I'd watch season two. And then John Cena gets the last shout-out. Because last week, he actually, like, through all of this pandemic that's going on with COVID and everything, he went out and granted a wish, a make-a-wish, in person.
1: I think that's wild.
0: Yeah, surprised seven-year-old David Castle at his house. And I think it's really cool to see John Cena do something like that.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, God bless. He's, he's re- he really is one of a kind. Um, yeah, I guess, I
0: mean, he has the most make-a-wishes granted as well, so. Ever, yeah. And
1: he that, he really sets the example for every celebrity out there as to how they should be conducting themselves.
0: Yeah. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our... hour. hour, mark out moment of the week i have like wrestling and non-wrestling related ones
2: oh like right.
0: i i've mentioned before i it was a shout out i think neil sadaka has been doing like these mini concerts during the week and posting mm-hmm. them on facebook and youtube
2: mm-hmm.
0: and one of the songs that he did recently um in these quote-unquote mini concerts was while i dream which is a song he did Way back in, like, 1956, when he was in the Tokens. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I guess after he left, their most famous song is probably The Lion Sleeps Tonight. But I've, wanted, totally to hear, I've wanted to hear Neil Sedaka sing that, like, in a more current day. Like, I would prefer to have been there live. But I was, like, so happy. Obviously, like, the the key is different, and his voice isn't what it used to be. But uh, I was like so, I marked out so much to hear that. And there's like one more song maybe that I want to hear left, like from the mini concerts. But mm-hmm. uh, other stuff I, I popped that The Undertaker was announced for WWE The Bump on a special edition Sunday. And then uh, Kevin Nash is announced for next Wednesday.
1: That's is That that's, should be cool. Uh, it's, uh, it's all leading up to Undertaker's... Uh, show right
0: yeah he has his docu series or i don't know if it's a series or just a documentary coming sunday night but it's like the bump i i really think is the best show associated with wwe they've had obviously the rock was a guest appearance via video for triple h but they've had the rock they've had triple h now the undertaker which is a huge get like the the next like big thing would be to have somebody like vince mcmahon or something like they keep topping themselves Taker is like a huge guest to have.
1: I'd say so. You got um, The Rock, Triple H. It's going up and up.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, Matt Hardy changing gimmicks that we mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> um,
0: do you have any markout moments? I have so many more. I feel like.
1: Um, no, I got zero.
0: Well, I'm going to continue and say um, Rob Gronkowski making his WWE uh, video game debut via SuperCard. i don't know anyone who plays the game i don't know what it's about but i still think it's cool that he made a uh an appearance in a wwe video game
1: oh i i i marked out for watching the rick root selling spots selling the top drops i hate that stuff i mean it's so gimmicked and over the top but as a kid when i was watching it i kind of do remember seeing it and thinking like it was a funny spot you know because the bad guy is reacting, he just got hit in the nards, and he's he's in pain. So you're laughing well, I and mean, stuff. It depends on where you. Uh... Yeah, of course depends. But you know, it was one of those spots where, as a kid, you're watching it and you're just laughing at it because it's so silly. But now that you're an adult watching it, it's like that's totally overselling it. But whatever.
0: Yeah. And then I, I guess like my, my last uh mark out moment. Do you remember a few days ago, or maybe last week when I uh, or two weeks ago I think maybe when uh I brought Taylor Swift up to you? Yeah. And, and due to her Instagram post everyone's like, Oh my god, something's happening on a May eighth.
1: Yeah, a new new C D.
0: Well, it wasn't a new C D though, but she announced that um on ABC and then Hulu and Disney Plus, I think the following day, she's going to be having the City of Lover concert special. Oh! Which was filmed in, in September in Paris when, like, I, I don't... I still have no idea how fans, like, won tickets from all over the world. hmm Because, like, I feel like I should have been there. Yeah. <laughs> but... I guess the biggest question I have through all of this, that since she's being added to Disney+, Plus, does that make Taylor Swift a uh, Disney princess?
2: No. (laughs) I
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that. That comes out May 17th, next Sunday, I believe. So Mm -hmm. that should be cool. That's... uh that's all folks <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah take it home
0: this was episode 483 thank you so much for listening have a happy mother's day also to all you uh mothers that are listening if that's yeah a thing. happy
1: happy mother's day
0: uh yeah check us out facebook.com slash marking out youtube.com and instagram.com slash marking out 11 marking at marking out on twitter at Chris sweendog at Dave the Rave underscore Mo, at BTTG one six one on Twitter as well as Instagram because I do that. Um, we wish you the the Pro Wrestling slash Market now. Best of, of luck with your, your future, future endeavors.
1: And-